Hello, welcome to Let's Get Down to Business with the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. We are here to give a voice to our local business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to strengthen and support our local business community and to share the wisdom and experience of longtime business leaders and the fresh ideas and experiences of new entrepreneurs. So let's get down to business. Hi, my name is Daphne Thompson, and I am the president of the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. And today with Let's Get Down to Business, we have the privilege of speaking to Ken Fartman from the Ports Authority. Welcome, Ken. Happy to be here, Daphne. Thank you so much for making some time. So let's delve right into it. How did you uh, come to Prince Rupert and be part of the port? Well, it's a, it's a good question, actually. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I guess to start with, important to note that I've actually got pretty deep roots uh, in Northwest BC. Um, I, uh, I uh, moved to Terrace, actually, in my, my teenage years and completed high school there and, and actually attended uh, Northwest Community College uh, at the time. Of course, now it's, uh, uh, it's got a, uh, a, a new name. But, uh, and then uh, uh, returned to Terrace in the 90s. Uh, my background uh, is econ in economics. And uh, so I was uh, involved in the economic development function in Terrace uh, through many years in the 90s. Um, and uh, uh, followed uh, that professional route uh, through to Prince George. So I uh, was there and then into Vancouver. Uh, spent some time with the uh, Olympic Games Secretariat uh, through the 2000s. Uh, and after the Games were done, I uh, was really looking for, for my next challenge and uh, uh, the opportunity to, to join the Port Authority uh, back in 2011 uh, came up to me. Um, and, uh, and actually following the Olympic games, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting cause there's, there's a little bit of a hangover from that and, uh, uh, you know, very exciting project to work on for multiple years and then it's done. Um, so was really looking for something to replace that and, and Prince Rupert really felt like the kind of exciting project that, that fit that. And, and for me to return home, and I certainly consider, you know, Prince Rupert and, and the Northwest BC as, as part of home. Uh, that was a really good fit. Uh, so I came up here in 2011 and uh, obviously uh, I've been with the Port Authority ever since. Um, and, and obviously we've had a, a real front row seat to, uh, to some of the drastic changes that, uh, that we've seen in terms of the growth of the port. And, and uh, it's proved to be absolutely everything uh, uh, that I thought it would be. And, and uh, uh, with the bonus of uh, living in a community that uh, I care deeply about, um, that has a lifestyle that that fits me and been able to uh, <clears throat> to raise my two boys here uh, and and that's been a, a big part of the attraction uh, and uh, feel very much a, a part of this community and uh, pretty proud to call it home. So tell us a little bit more about that front row seat that you have but not just from the port side but from the businesses here in Prince Rupert. How did it expand? What changed? Um, what, what are some of the highlights maybe? Yeah, sure. Happy to do that. And, and, and it's a long run. I mean, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, I arrived in Prince Rupert a couple of years after the opening of the Fairview Container Terminal. Uh, and, uh, and obviously that was a, a line of business that, uh, that really changed uh, what the port represented and, and uh, um, you know, really um, was, was critical to its, transformation to a, a gateway 
if you will. Um, multiple lines of business, multiple imports and exports. Um, it wasn't just bulk. Uh, intermodal was seeing a lot of growth. And, and so I, I think it really changed what, uh, uh, what the port uh, looked like. And, uh, and, and certainly, you know, based on, on uh, uh, that momentum, uh, from there, we were able to uh, uh, see the, uh, the development of uh, uh, Westview. Uh, and the uh, and, and Pinnacle at the time that's since been purchased by Drax uh, and and their success over the years in terms of uh, you know really being an early entrant into uh, into the bioenergy field and and, and exporting wood pellets uh, we've seen a couple of expansions of Fairview in that time we've seen uh, an expansion of uh, of RTI in their terminal now Trigon uh, and uh, and we've also seen a uh, um, you know a uh, uh, the development of, of Alta Gas's Ridley Island Propane Export Terminal. So really uh, that line of business and representing really another step into uh, um, you know, being a part of the, the growing global demand for, for lower carbon fuel resources um, has been a big uh, step for us as well. And so you've seen that kind of growth from an infrastructure perspective, um, but you've also seen a couple of other things. One being you know, certainly the employment uh, and, and economic uh, opportunity generated from that base industry expanding um, has been really significant here. And certainly when I came here in 2011, you could see that the community was starting to turn the corner after, uh, after some pretty tough years. Um, but even in the 10 years I've been here, um, really a significant difference in terms of the level of activity, uh, you know, the level of, of I think, uh, optimism in town, uh, uh, quite frankly, the level of, of you know, wealth that has improved throughout town uh, that's been based on, on, on that. Uh, so there's really been a, a significant change from that perspective. And, and, and uh, you know, that that's been really notable to me. Um, and, uh, and again, to, to, to have that front row seat. And frankly, I look back on the last 10 years and then I look forward to the next 10 years. Um, and I think the next 10 years may be even more exciting. Um, as we look at the continued development of the port and, and some of the uh, you know, major investments that we have in our project portfolio uh, that we're working towards. And, and uh, uh, yeah, and, and you know, we've changed as a community uh, from looking at you know, almost economic survival um, to, uh, to managing growth. Um, and while managing growth can feel really difficult at times, um, I would argue that it's a it's it's a better problem to manage than 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 the opposite, and 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 so that's certainly what I've seen in my time here. Growing pains are, are never easy, but it's always worth it. There's always the the reward after when you've gone through a, a growing aspect, and you can look back and say, "But look at what we've been able to achieve," and then yeah. it opens up the future of look what we can actually go next. Oh, absolutely, and and I uh, you know there's a uh, there's a quote out there, um, and, and it might even be, uh, and I don't remember the source, but, but essentially, you know, pointing to the fact that, you know, a year always flies by and what you think you can achieve in one year, uh, you almost always undershoot. Um, yeah. But what you can achieve in 10 years, um, it's amazing what you can actually achieve. And sometimes we lose sight of that. Uh, and, and, and certainly, you know, that's a, a good reflection on, on my last decade, just in terms of, uh, you know, what the community feels like, looks like, um, and, uh, and, and generally that's been, uh, that's been very positive. So 
as you know, that our chamber drive this year is mostly focused on the small small businesses and to yeah. give them a voice and to, to support them a lot more. Yeah. Um, how has the, the port's involvement in whichever part been able to assist and support our, our smaller guys? Well, I, I think the uh, the biggest thing that that we bring to the table um, is, you know, we're our mandate as a port authority um, is really about, you know, managing um, the, the responsible development of, of the port. And there's there's many elements to that. Um, and, uh, and 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 it puts us in a in a in a role where, um, you know, we're 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 in the middle of a, of a lot of private sector partners uh, that are developing and operating terminals, uh, operations uh, that are directly connected to those and, and, and other partners within the supply chain. Um, and, uh, but ourselves, I mean, we're a, we're a local business. We're, we're not a relatively small business. You know, we're about 90 employees right now, um, but we don't consider ourselves a, a big business. And, and, you know, certainly when we come to the chamber, we consider ourselves very much a a local business, and and you know we've been members of the chamber for for many many years, um, and what the chamber has always provided to us is you know the ability to develop you know relationships. It's always been a great network for us to talk about what's coming next, uh, which I think for businesses and entrepreneurs in this community helps them design you know what their next steps are. Um, but it's also been reciprocal. You know we're. Uh, um, you know, we gain a lot of information by by talking to local businesses, ensuring that we've got, uh, you know, their perspective of how businesses are going in, in different sectors and, and, and what that looks like. And, and uh, so the, the, the chamber itself has been an extremely valuable platform from for, from from that perspective. And, and for us, you know, relationships is really baked into our DNA. Um, and, and certainly that, that proves to be a big part of our success externally, but also internally. Uh, and, uh, so as much as possible, you know, we've, we've worked with, with small business to ensure that they've got the right information to make their decisions, uh, in some lines of business. And, and I'll point to cruise as being one, uh, mm. you know, our, our primary role is, <clears throat> you know, getting those cruise ships into port, getting them docked, uh, and then getting them out again. Uh, the reality is, is that the business of cruise uh, is really focused on local small businesses and providing services, you know, being able to sell retail um, and make a business out of, you know, a significant number of people that are arriving in town. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, a, a big part of the tourism sector. Uh, you know, so from that perspective, you know, being in that place, uh, acting as a receptive tour operator, working with local businesses to, uh, to ensure that they've got product that uh, uh, is uh, is attractive to cruise lines and and their passengers and 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 making that whole line of business work, you know, very direct from that perspective and and uh, um, you know those relationships are 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 you know very tight. Um, you know, in other lines of business, it's it's really about you know we're we're working with businesses that uh, are big employers. Um, you know that are. Uh, um, you know, employing people that are spending their paychecks within the community. Um, so, you know, certainly that's where the retail and services and food and beverage and, and all that aspect uh, is able to play off of. Um, but I'd also be, uh, um, you know, I'd be missing a piece if I wasn't also talking about, you know, the supply and services that go directly to PRPA and terminals mm -hmm. and, and, and other businesses from that perspective. And, 
and certainly that runs everything from you know you know traditional business suppliers of of services and goods uh, to contractors to uh, to tradespeople and and they've all got you know their own niche in terms of working mm-hmm. with different members of the port community. Um, I'd like to delve a little bit deeper into specifically the cruise ships that you guys and do you maybe have the numbers just historically how many cruise ships came in to to Prince Rupert maybe before COVID and then how did we recover this this season? Well, instead of talking about uh, ship numbers, why don't we talk about passenger numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, so cruise was a business that uh, Prince Rupert got into in the mid-2000s um, and uh, uh, came into, uh, um, into the market at a time when uh, there was a real lack of capacity. The Alaska market was growing very quickly. Um, you know, a lot of the, the traditional Alaska markets that we now associate with that theater were, were at capacity. Um, and, uh, and so Prince Rupert opening up Northland, um, it was, you know, a, uh, um, a, a service that there was a lot of demand for at the time. And so for the first few years in the mid 2000s, we were doing about 100,000 passengers a year. Uh, and keep in mind, you know, the economic scenario at the time where Prince Rupert was really struggling, that was a huge boost to the local economy. Um, and, and as time went on, you know, we certainly saw capacity continue to grow in other markets, uh, both from an Alaska perspective, but also importantly in Victoria as well. Uh, so, you know, Victoria really grew as a port of call. Uh, and, uh, and to a certain extent, the market kind of flattened out a little bit. And, and so our competitive advantage was really challenged. And, and so we saw those numbers drop down to, you know, 10, 15,000 people in a year oh, wow. um, coming in through, the, through most of the teens. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, um, and but uh, but pre-pandemic capacity was already starting to be strained again uh, in terms of those markets I, I just talked about and, and ports of call, um, and uh, what we saw was you know even though the pandemic uh, devastated tourism industries, um, when it opened back up again this summer, I think the uh, the bounce back that we saw in terms of the Alaska cruise market was much stronger than we expected. Uh, much stronger than anybody expected. Um, and those capacity issues were still there. Uh, and so this year, um, you know, we are, we're at over 30,000 passengers already. Um, we expect by the end of September, it's a, we're still a really busy month for us, uh, we'll be up over 40,000 passengers. Um, and, and while that's been a bit of a scramble, uh, I mean, some of the ships really didn't even make a decision to come into Prince Rupert until right at the beginning of the summer. So you talk about, you know, the shore excursions and, and other business opportunities that we have as a community coming out of the pandemic. There's been a real scramble to put that together. Um, and, and at times it, it felt like we were, you know, keeping things together with, uh, with bailing wire. But uh, I think we've done a pretty good job as a community. Um, and, uh, and certainly, you know, we've seen some really significant renewed interest from the major cruise lines. Um, and, uh, and while certainly nothing is certain, um, looking forward, you know, getting over 50,000 passengers a year in the years to come, uh, potentially getting back up to that 100,000 level or even more um, is, is a real market opportunity. Um, we're going to have to work hard to, um, to secure that. Um, you know, we, uh, we think about the capacity here in Prince Rupert, both from a, uh, from a business perspective and a, and a labor perspective, uh, the ability to flex up to take that influx of passengers and, and, and not just create a, 
uh, a positive experience for, for, for those passengers and, and by extension, the cruise lines themselves. Um, but also to ensure that, you know, we're actually fully taking advantage of those numbers. Uh, yeah. Tourism is a business at the end of the day. And, and you know, while one goal is obviously to ensure that visitors to your community, uh, you know, have a positive experience. Uh, it's also making sure that, you know, that becomes an economic generator and that we've got the goods and services to sell that are appealing to that market uh, and that we're really dialed into it. And, and that'll be a challenge for the small business community here. Um, and, uh, and it's certainly something that, uh, that we're having multiple conversations with. We want to make sure that we've got a better step to, uh, to put forward next summer. Uh, and, uh, and we're confident with that. But, but, you know, it starts with market opportunity. And that mm. looks very rosy right now. No, I agree. If we've got the market opportunity, we've got a way to access that market, which we have. They're kind of forced yeah. to come to us. Um, we, we've got a, a winning recipe. Now we just need to be able to provide what is what they're looking for, what is expected, or what makes us even more unique. Oh, ab- absolutely. And, 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 you know, and, and I appreciate that, you know, once they're here, they're forced to us. Um, but still an extremely competitive market, Daphne, right? Yeah. And it's like any other line of business that we're in. Um, you know, we, we, our competition is broad and wide, um, and, and, you know, involves multiple ports up and down the West coast, depending on the line of business we're talking about. Uh, and we have to compete tooth and nail, uh, for every scrap of business that we win and cruise is no different. Um, so it's, uh, so it's, it's a challenge, um, but it's an opportunity and, uh, uh, and certainly not just a challenge for for PRPA. Uh, obviously, we're in the midst of that, but uh, but it's going to take a significant business community effort uh, to uh, to put our best foot forward and making sure that we're we're stepping into that opportunity and and really securing it. I'm 100% behind you on that. I think we've got a very collaborative business community that loves working together, that absolutely loves supporting one another in any form of way that they can do to one cut cut cost but also to work together in order to create something amazing they yeah. jump on that yeah. and i think if if there is more conversations because every bright idea or any opportunity comes from a conversation there will be so much better prepared now that we also know what we're facing with covid hopefully being in the past and anything else um so yeah i'm i'm very excited about those type of opportunities and market share that we could potentially grab onto and maybe even own so no i i i absolutely agree with you and 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 uh and you know and 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 tourism is a really interesting market in that you know a good place to visit is also a good place to live um and 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 so when we you know when we talk about that business opportunity and what's being offered and and you know how we want our community to look and feel as visitors come in (laughs) what do we look like as a destination um, you know, that's also about continuing to develop a, a pleasant community to live in, not just visit. Um, and, and that's where tourism and, and crews actually have a, a real intersection with sort of the broader community development. Yeah. And, and, and it's one of the reasons that we get excited about it. Well, so do we, because the more we get these opportunities, the more we can support our local businesses in, in the ways that they might need. But I know one of the biggest challenges that the whole community is facing a staffing. And I know that the port has done a real effort in order to assist with that, with Make Prince Rupert home. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, 
you know, labor availability and, and, and labor supply is a challenge throughout the entire continent right now, throughout Canada, throughout BC, and, and certainly it's, it's not a unique situation to, to Prince Rupert. Uh, that being said, uh, we're a small community, right? So there's, you know, it's, it's, that presents some challenges where you're dealing with that smaller labor pool. Um, and, and relatively speaking, um, you know, we're somewhat remote. Um, and, and so those two pieces do provide a challenge. And, and uh, it's a challenge that we see certainly within businesses within the port industry directly, um, you know, certainly, you know, indirectly in terms of suppliers and that aspect, you hear that tradespeople, um, but right down into, you know, um, main street businesses, right? Retail, food and beverage. Uh, so it's, it's something that you're certainly seeing touch every element of our, our community mm -hmm. now. Uh, and, uh, and, and one of the things that, uh, that we've been able to do, and, and we certainly haven't done it alone, this has been a, a partnership with uh, uh, Community Futures, uh, certainly with the city and their economic development uh, uh, activity, um, as well as the chamber, quite frankly, um, is to do a little bit of a, call it a cooperative marketing program, um, where we've been able to put together some assets um, put together a couple of campaigns, largely digitally based campaigns um, uh, that, uh, that it's reached out to, to different markets, largely in, in Alberta, but also some areas of BC where we have seen some higher unemployment numbers and maybe some, some better availability of number um, and, uh, and put a campaign out, um, driving people into uh, websites and other assets that really you know, offer the best of Prince Rupert, uh, offer a bunch of information on on what someone they, maybe that is considering moving to Prince Rupert um, can can access, um, but also working with local business partners that when they have employment opportunities, we're aggregating them on this site in one spot, uh, and then through these campaigns, we're driving people into that. And uh, and so what this has done is is a couple of things. Number one is we've had remarkable uptake on it. Um, you know, literally tens of thousands of people clicking through on these ads and looking at the website, signing up for newsletters, clicking through on these positions, uh, and then following up with, uh, with local businesses. Um, our metrics need to improve on it where, you know, it's difficult to track who's come in through the campaign and, and who might actually be applying or actually, uh, uh, um, you know, getting, uh, uh uh, employment with local businesses and, and recruitment is only one part of this, of course, but, mm -hmm. uh, but that recruitment piece seemed to be best done on a, on a joint basis. And, and so from a PRPA perspective, um, you know, we offered to, to use uh, our organization and its capacity to essentially coordinate and, and run that campaign and the assets that went with it. Uh, we've got uh, over 50 local employers that are now signed up with it, which is great. Uh, although that being said, room for many more. So if you're watching this, um, uh, makeruperthome.com, uh, feel free to send us an email and sign up for it. Um, and, and it's just one example of how a business community can work together um, and, uh, and, and share a common issue uh, and, and efficiently start to address it. And, and uh, yeah, so we've been pleased with what that looks like. And, and I think it's a good example of how we can work together as a community, even across a variety of industries, uh, to start to address um, some common issues. And, and I think that's a really good example. What is the email that the businesses can get a hold of to get their employments, um, the open positions on there? 
What does that mean? Like? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, I tell you what I'm going to do is, is I'll provide everybody with my email. Um, and that's kveltman at rupertport.com. Uh, so send me an email. Um, and uh, uh, I'll happy to be uh, I'll happy to hook you into that. Um, but, uh, but in the meantime, yes, makerupertholme.com uh, is where you can also see the website and what that looks like and gives you a bit of a, an impression of, the, uh, of, of, the, of the, the assets and the project itself. So just to, to make it a little bit more clear for the, the business owners that are watching, this is a platform where you don't have to pay any money. Am I right mm -hmm. on that? There's Correct. no fees involved for this, where Correct. another organization, which is currently the port, actually advertisers put money behind your open position Correct. in order to get you some really good candidates. Um, and, so and, and, and this doesn't replace, you know, each business still has to, you know, yeah. run through its recruitment program, but it also provides resources to help you secure potential candidates. It gives you assets and videos and other information that you can send people to that are considering that move. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I, I think it's a, it's a really easy program to sign on to. Uh, there's no risk involved. Um, and, uh, you know, the power of it comes from, you know, how many businesses can we actually um, pull together from that perspective that increases your employment opportunities. Uh, quite frankly, it's also a resource here locally, if you're already living in Prince Rupert, to take a look at what some of these, uh, uh, these employment opportunities look like. Um, and, uh, and, and as we continue to see success in that, it also gives us, you know, quite frankly, a framework to even look at how can we be more active with that? You know, can we, um, you know, get to, you know, different, uh, you know, employment fairs, um, and actually send people into other venues and, and use, uh, use other mechanisms to, uh, to support that recruitment on a, uh, on a collective basis. So, there's room to expand it in terms of what it looks like, but it's been a really good first step. And, and, and I just want to emphasize that, you know, while we're kind of coordinating it and running it, wouldn't be possible without our local partners to yeah. do it. And, and uh, we know we've received funding support to, to help with that, including from the province of BC. Uh, you know, so it's uh, uh, very much a joint effort. And um, what would you like to leave our business community with, specifically those that are starting out? as an inspiration to do actually business here in Rupert? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's been such an interesting time. And, and, uh, and I said earlier, when I look forward to the next 10 years, I, I think the next 10 years are going to be more, even more exciting than what we've seen in the past 10 years. Um, and, and so I think the community of Prince Rupert is, is very much a, uh, a community with an extremely bright future. And, you know, from a PRPA perspective, I can tell you that I'm, but even more importantly, our entire team uh, as members of the community are so invested in this. Um, so it's, it's very much, uh, you know, a, a collective goal here. Uh, but that bright opportunity, um, you know, from a business perspective uh, is really there for the taking. Um, and, and, you know, if there was advice I could give to any business, regardless of what business you're in, what your interest is, uh, number one, you know, play to a niche that really highlights your unique advantages. And I say that because as a port, that's what we've done. You know, we are an extremely globally competitive industry. Um, and, you know, where we've found success is when we've been able to play off a unique advantage that is incredibly difficult to replicate in other places. 
Um, and, and, and that's what's made it successful. We, you can't build the same mousetrap. You have to build a better mousetrap. Um, but along with that, quite frankly, comes risks, right? Um, and, and, you know, um, you know, the challenge is always, you know, do your homework, mitigate your risks. Um, but also, you know, instead of taking big singular risks, it's, it's really about, you know, diversifying your risks, taking small ones, making sure that, you know, risk comes with failure. Uh, making sure that any one failure isn't what sinks you um, and uh, uh, you know but encourage people to get back up on the horse again um, and uh, and that's what uh, you know at the end of the day really really leads to success and and you know one of the greatest ways to you know really identify opportunities mitigate risks is through partnerships and relationships um, and and that's where I really want to plug the Chamber of Commerce again um, I, you know, I just think the Chamber of Commerce's role uh, as an advocate for business, as a champion for business interests locally, um, but especially as that platform for, you know, having those conversations, finding those relationships, gaining information from other people, going into partnerships with, with other businesses, that's what the Chamber can really facilitate. And, and, uh, uh, and I don't think there's any other organization in town that uh, that is really built to provide that kind of platform any better than the chamber, um, you know. And and while I imagine that many of the businesses that may be watching this are already members, um, I'm going to encourage them to be active members. Uh, and if there are businesses that aren't members, join up and get involved. Um, you know, that's where opportunities lie. And and uh, you know, th there are some great entrepreneurs in this community. There are some businesses that do fantastic jobs. Um, and uh, having those conversations between each other uh, with them, uh, you know, great opportunity comes from that. Definitely behind every conversation is a massive opportunity. And with every seem to be failure, there's only a learning curve. Completely agree. So thank you so much, Ken. It was great having you on Let's Get Down to Business. My name is Daphne Thompson, and I am the president of the Prince Rupert Chamber of Commerce, and this was Let's Get Down to Business. Thank you for listening to the Let's Get Down to Business with the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. If you would like to be featured as a guest on a future episode, please email us at rupertchamber at gmail.com or direct message us on Facebook or Instagram at Prince Rupert Chamber.